Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. And welcome back. Average Joe Show. That's right. Episode number 13, or for people that live in hotels, episode 14, since they don't like 13 floors. Uh, This week is another episode with my cohort, my partner in crime, the man who puts the F in Joe Scarborough's mouth, Mr. Ward Miller. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good here. It's going pretty good. How was your week over there? Uh, not bad. It was. It's pretty. Uh, it, it was. It was a long week at work, and I'm really thankful that it's over with. Uh-huh. You know, and we're and it's the weekend again, and we're doing. You know, I'm doing a podcast, and I'm going to be shooting a, uh, another episode this week, and it's just uh, life is good. Yeah, it was a pretty quiet week here for me. The weather's pretty nice. We've been in the 50s here, kind of having a nice, uh, I guess, Indian summer, if you want to call it that. But it's not cold anymore, so I'm kind of enjoying that. Uh, well, here it's supposed to drop all day tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, they're calling for the weather to be really ridiculous here in Pittsburgh. Because, uh, like, right now it's probably, like, uh, let's see, it's 57 degrees right now. Mm-hmm. And that's at 10 o'clock at night. Uh-huh. The high today was 68. The high tomorrow will be 52. Oh, jeez. Welcome. Sunday's gonna, yeah, the high Sunday's 42 and snow. So. <laughs> Welcome to flu season. Yeah. I love being in the Northeast. Uh, who does? <laughs> okay, let's start hitting our stories this week. Well, the one of the top stories that's been circulating around on the internet and on the TV and the radio shows is Joe Scarborough from his MSNBC show, Morning Joe, did a little slip-up and actually used the F-bomb on live television. Yeah. Uh, did, did you uh, – of course you saw it, right? Right. I saw it. The link, link of course, is AverageJoeShow.com. We can watch the whole video of it. What what I thought was funny was he didn't realize he even said it. No, he said he he drops the f bomb and they they're like, uh, "You said something bad." He's like, "No, I didn't." They're like, "Yeah, you did." He's like, "No, I didn't. That didn't happen." And and that's what I found more disturbing was the fact that he 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 was getting indignant on the fact that I didn't say this. That's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> now come on, now haven't you ever said? something an obscenity of some sort and someone came back to you and said you know you just said so and so and you didn't realize it oh absolutely but i'm not a professional but he was yeah but you know what he was in a comfortable environment with these other people he was there probably i don't know how long how many minutes into the show they were he might have not even realized that he was in front of the cameras he was just having an idle conversation and the f-bomb slipped out of his mouth and you know he didn't he didn't pause he didn't stutter he didn't wonder why everyone was laughing and looking at him it, it, it yeah, happened. He's like, no, I didn't. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't fault the guy. I mean, anymore in our society, the F bomb becomes part of natural speech. Right. And if you go, and if anybody has been in the military, they know that there are 
certain terms that are used within the military that that's what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to the point where you, you become conditioned to say, you know, to, to drop the F bomb and not think about it. You don't right. think about where you're at, who you're with, you know, and, and I used to embarrass my wife and it took me a long time to get over the fact that I would just, you know, drop the F bomb at a moment's notice. Uh-huh. And she's like, do you realize that you just said that to your, your daughter's kindergarten teacher? And I'm like, no, that was, I didn't say that. <laughs> and, and so I can, yeah, I can, uh, I can sympathize with, uh, with Mr. Scarborough. Um, do I, you know, I, I think that a lot more is being made of it than should be, you know, it's like, first off, kids aren't going to be watching that show. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so who are you protecting? Well, you know, it, it's, it, it, there's a big difference between that and the Super Bowl. You true. Know? So, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, Janet Jackson showing her boob and this guy dropping the F-bomb. I, yeah, I, because it's yeah, on MSNBC and who the hell well, watches MSNBC? Well, of course, now, now, <laughs> uh, of course, what's funny about live TV is apparently none of these networks have any delays, 10 second, 15 second, whatever. MSNBC is finally going to put a seven second delay on his show. Wouldn't you think that if you had a live news network that you would have a delay on just for a few seconds, just in case something did happen? Oh, sure. I, I think a lot of them do. Uh, I know that all the radio shows up here in Pittsburgh. Have it. So if you call any, you call any radio show, you're not on live real time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and you'd kind of expect that. And I know that. Well, no, even Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live's not. No, no. I uh, think I. I, deli- I think it's live. Because I remember it when uh, when when M was on, they made a big sink that they were going to go to a delay for that episode. Yeah, uh, the first episode, the first guest of oh, here, here's a bit of trivia for you can you name the first guest on saturday night live that had a delay hmm, you know i've got so many names popping up in my head but i'll say andrew dice clay no i'll be damned it was it was richard Pryor. oh i never would have guessed never would have guessed well you got to figure how long saturday night live's been on well yeah now, Richard Pryor, at the height of his career, comes on Saturday Night Live. They have to, of course, and uh, and they did. They they did it with Dice too, but the the actual first one was Richard Pryor. Well, you would think any, especially nowadays with the Janet Jackson thing, every live show should have some sort of delay just in case. Yeah, you know the the CYA philosophy: cover your own butt and make sure that you know you don't get in trouble for someone else's mistakes in front of the camera. The thing is, I'm I'm not that uh, much of a prude, you know. Right. I, in fact, I watched it for the for the fact that it, I thought it was funny, mm-hmm. and you know that was it. I I don't have any I don't harbor any bad feelings from for Joe Scarborough. I don't either. I or his show or any of that. I, I think that it's a shame that he's get going to get crucified over something that was a slip. Well, you know, and it's and it's that may, that's just my opinion. It's not the the opinions today are not that of the average Joe show. But I, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, well, here's a few things. Number number one, 
I think actually it's going to do more pu- good than bad. I don't think the FCC is going to go after him. It doesn't seem like anyone's making a really big stink about it. It's just more like a news story. Like, oh my God, do you know what Joe Scarborough said? And, and the fact that after he said it, he apologized. He didn't make a big stink about the apology. He just said, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I did it. It's my mistake. And I thought that was the best thing that he just – he apologized with some sincerity, but he didn't go out and make a big stink about it right there on the air. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he said his piece and, and moved on. Well, and the only, that's when – Oh, yeah. I mean, you're right. At the same time, like I said before, this is MSNBC. This uh-huh. isn't – you know, we had uh, – I mean, if you remember back, we had the story with Jane Fonda dropping that – well, dropping a filthy word in uh, – on Good Morning America or one of those shows. Right. There's a little bit of difference there between Good Morning America and anything on MSNBC. Oh, agree. You know, MSNBC's not a, I mean, they probably had a viewership of 10 people and, and one of them just happened to be the guy that was YouTubing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Well, you're right about that. Um, the, the one last thing I have to say about this was it was cool when he was apologizing, but if you watch the whole clip, that lady, she wouldn't shut the heck up. You know, he's yeah. trying he's trying to explain himself and she's like blah 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 blah. I wish he would have stopped, turned over to her or turned towards the camera and said, Shut the F up. Let me apologize. Cause I just want to smack her. Yeah, there's there's people though that, that do that and then she's gonna try and become the crusader for mm-hmm. clean speech, you know, and she's trying to make herself some kind of a poster child. And that that's just wrong. Uh the guy screwed up. I mean, that that's like uh, Justin Timberlake trying to come out as being the good guy with the, the whole Janet Jackson thing. Right. You can't tell me he didn't know what was going on. You can't mm-hmm. convince me that she didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it was a what was it a wardrobe malfunction. Right. My ass. It was a setup. This wasn't a setup. It was an accident. Guy, a, a slip of the tongue, and then this this other chick's going to make a, a, a federal case of it, and when it doesn't have to be. Right. Okay. Moving on, looks like you've got a story about hackers and computer systems. Yeah. Um, the Last week we were talking about these hackers who it was reported that came into uh, Barack Obama's email and uh, John McCain's and whatnot, and the FBI was tracking them down. Well, after that, there was uh, – an attack on the International Monetary Fund, which is uh, it has it, it offers emergency financial aid to countries, you know. So like, uh, you know, Bangladesh has a, a, a typhoon or an earthquake, and they need money quick. That's where this kind of stuff. This is where this money comes from. Right. And they were right. hacked. Now it doesn't say that there was money diverted. But it's it's going to show you that there's an increasing number of attacks being made against the country, uh-huh. uh, and, and not just the United States against institutions within the United States, uh, and it's worldwide. But you know, like the World Bank's been attacked. Um, you know, now you have the IMF, you have uh, the the White House. Um, and how many, how many times have they tried to get into the Pentagon and have su- they succeeded getting into the Pentagon? Uh-huh. You know, so. Well, it, it just shows that, you know, like we talked about this last week, every, every computer system out there, no matter how big they are, no matter where they're located, 
are going to get attacked one way or another. Did I lose you? Yeah. Oh, oh there you are. No, no, <laughs> you got dead quiet no, here. Anything? No, I was I, I was trying to formulate a response. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the the safest computer in the world is one that's not plugged in, that's encased in concrete and buried six feet underground. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, if you you know if you're connected to the internet, you know you you are potentially a target. Exactly. Now the fact that you know you're not run, you know you might be running like the average Joe show, show the average Joe show server right in your house. I really don't think that that's going to be the target of you know international esp you know international computer espionage. Uh-huh. Um, whereas if you were you know housing financial records or you know social security numbers or something to that effect, right, it'll be a little bit different. But, but so pretty much. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. But you know, no, they say it, it, you know they on. they hack these systems. But we don't know what part of the system. You know, I'm hoping that all these systems, the very critical, sensitive information, is sitting behind five or six different firewalls on a subserver somewhere else, where you're not going to be able to stumble over it that easily from the outside world. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I'd like to think that, but they're not reporting on what. You know, it, it's like a breach has occurred. Okay, well, seeing as you can determine that a breach has occurred what occurred in that breach uh-huh. they don't say so you know was money truly diverted you know somebody sent some money to their cayman islands account did somebody you know did, did they get some kind of records as far as how much money the imf paid to these other countries because of you know natural disasters or what have you right you know, so I'm I'm not sure how, where that goes, but I I think that the mainstream media is not reporting it. No, you know, you you, you find this on websites, and then the thing is, when you start asking questions about it, you get looked at like you know you're a tinfoil hat wearing lunatic. Uh-huh. You know, oh, you're just upset because everybody's out to get you, and you're paranoid. It it helps. To be a little bit paranoid, especially if you're dealing in computers. I mean, I, I work on computers day in, day out, every day, seven days a week. If I'm not doing this show, I'm doing my other show, or I'm actually working at a hospital. Uh-huh. And my sole responsibility is security. So I am a little, I, I tend to be a little bit more paranoid, and I tend to take a lot more of these, these type of stories heart right and you know a lot of people think ah i don't have to worry about that because nobody wants what's on my computer and it's and they don't understand the 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 hidden vulnerability of if i'm a hacker i don't want what's on your computer i want your computer to do what i tell it to do you know i i want it to i want it to become my minion and do what i tell it to do when i tell it to do it and they don't understand the the inherent problem in that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm just wondering. Enough. Uh, I'm just wondering if if this stuff has been going on for years and they just didn't want to report it to the the news that you know their systems have been 
attacked or hacked in some way, shape, or form. To you, they don't want to scare you know everybody into the fact that you know something might have been stolen from their system. I'm sure there has been. I'm I'm, I'm absolutely positive. Right. And I'm also just as sure that they may not have had a method of determining that they'd been hacked. Right. You know, I mean, now we've gotten these, you know, these intrusion detection systems like Snort and Tripwire, et cetera, et cetera, that can see that kind of uh, an attack coming. Uh But they didn't have that five, ten years ago. And if you think about it, computers have been linked on the, you know, Internet for what? 20 years now? Oh, yeah. And it's only been within the last, you know, five years, five, six years that, you know, you could actually use a a tripwire type program or snort or whatever the case may be. Right. So you could have definitely had machines being attacked day and night and not known it. True. I mean, when I first started at this hospital, there was no firewall. So if I was at home and decided I wanted to get to my uh, computer at work, uh-huh. I typed my IP address and I logged into it. You know, there's no VPN, there was no firewall, there was no nothing. Right. And, you know, we got attacked and um, it was shortly thereafter that we got a firewall. Uh-huh. So basically, in a but nutshell... Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I've learned in the uh, in the computer field. 99% of everybody in the computer field is reactive. Uh-huh. They're not proactive. It's like, okay, what happened? How do we fix it? Right. Instead of saying, okay, well, this is how we can prevent it. We don't prevent anything. Uh-huh. The attack happens. It gets fixed. And then it, it will prevent future attacks. Instead of pre- preventing the attack initially. I mean, that's just a, a, something that I've noticed in my 10 years in the computer field. Okay, going from cyber attacks to real-life attacks. Story out of Jensen Beach, Florida. A, a 33-year-old man named John Samuel Rickey of Canton, Connecticut, went into a local church and attempted to steal communion wafers during the church service. At at the church, he was held down by several parishioners. I believe, it, I think it was seven, like six or seven parishioners held him down. And the police said that two of the parishioners, ages 82 and 61, had received minor injuries from the scuffle. He get, he's charged on two counts of simple battery, theft, and disruption of a religious assembly. I know that was a charge and was held on bail Tuesday, $2,000 in jail. Okay. Now, <laughs> well, where do you want to start with this one? I, I'd love to be his his defense attorney because you go, okay, and you put him in front of any jury. All right, this guy was trying to steal communion wafers. He's crazy as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you get him acquitted on insanity charges with no problem. Um, the yeah, well, he should be locked up, but. That being said, uh, I I honestly believe that somebody that, that tries to break into a church while mass is going on, right? And you know, you got some problems, dude. <laughs> well, you know, well, the thing that stuck out to me in this story was that this took place in Florida, and the guy's from Connecticut. 
I want to know what the hell was he doing in Florida? This, if you take a pic, take a look at his, I guess this is his mugshot. I don't know. He looks kind of dead in it at averagejoeshow dot com. You know, he's he looks scruffy. That, I mean, he's, he looks high. Something. He might, he might he might have been really high. It could be. I mean, the story is very vague. I'm just, you know, I, I went from one end where the guy's just crazy to another end where was he hungry, but. Why the hell would you go in the middle of a church service and steal something? You know, would you try to do it when there are fewer yeah, and, people in there? And I, I don't think communion wafers would make a really great meal. Yeah, but if you're hungry, that well, yeah, if, that would be great. Come hungry. on, you know, I mean, it's not like us where we can go down to the local McDonald's and grab a burger at the drive-through. I mean, if you get to that point where you're so hungry and you have no money, uh, a communion wafer could be mean the difference between life or death. Sure, but I mean, how many, how many communion wafers you can have to eat in order to keep yourself from starving? Because oh, I'm agree. kind of a big guy. <laughs> we and, noticed. I, yeah, and it would take. Oh, you know, you better have a truckload of these things if I'm going to make me a snack. You know, and it, you know, and they don't taste good. You got to have some. Yeah, and you got to have some peanut butter with them, or something. And, you know? Well, the church has it, wine. You can at least wash them down with some wine. You know. Yeah, there's that. Well, enough of this sacrilegious talk. <laughs> I guess we should uh, go from theft to uh, somebody earning something. Yes. Uh, Anne Dunwoody, Dunwoody became the first female four-star general in history. And I think this goes back to, I mean, we're seeing all kinds of uh, glass ceilings get broken right. um, this year. We mm-hmm. saw the first female Republican vice presidential nominee. Mm-hmm. We saw the first black man become the president of the United States. Right. And Ann Dunwoody became the first female four-star general in the Army. And, and I think it's great. Uh, if, and I've always said this. If the woman can do the job that the man can do, there's no, there's no reason for her not to be a four-star general. Oh, I agree completely. You but know, after I mean, it's, it's go ahead. But after seeing the picture of her, is that really a woman or is that a man? She's kind of yeah, a scary. She's not that attractive. She, she looks like a guy. <laughs> he looks like an old man to me. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, she's not not really attractive, but uh, <laughs> and it doesn't say how old she is. She's been in the army for thirty three years. Okay, well let's let's do basic math, okay? Graduate high school at eighteen, four years in college to become an officer, so she's twenty two, so she's at the youngest I'd say fifty five. Unless she went to college while in the military. It's in this no, you, you can't, well and I don't know how that works, but I know and you can't you have to be an officer, you have to have a college degree. Or you have to go through like Correct. the academy or the academy of some sort. Yeah, but you could go through like a bootstrap where she goes in as a as a enlisted person. Okay, takes courses. Okay, so that takes would make courses while she's in. That would make her older so than thirty three, or make her older than fifty five. Because she's no actually contribute. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. See, but then that that time there is still contributing to her thirty three years. So I'm not sure. Well, no, it isn't. If you read the story, it says uh, we're gonna, we're going on to a math thing here. It says that she was sworn in as a second lieutenant thirty three years ago. 
So it's 33 years after I took the oath of second lieutenant. So she had to go through at least four years of college if she did, you know. Full, okay, yeah. So she full-time. was. At the youngest, she's 55. And if she did go in as, as enlisted, she would have done it part time. So she's could be 60. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's awesome that a, a woman became a four star general because, first of all, becoming a four star general is just an amazing feat in itself. Oh, absolutely. And that, that gives, you know, that gives girls somebody to look up to. Oh, I agree. By the way, just to let you know, she was born in 1953. Oh, there we go. She's 55 years old. <laughs> Good job. I Wikipedia did. Uh, if you look at her Wikipedia page, the, look at her Wikipedia page. She looks better. Say, please. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, please direct all math questions to Corey Shred. Well, I, I have, I have, I stink math, and I and I'm happy with that. That's why I work on computers, so I don't have to do math. Well, I, I, I tried to do the math, and then I went to Wikipedia, and I was seeing if she had a page. Sure, shit, she has a page. She looks a little better there. I mean, she looks, she looks like somebody's grandma, but much better than that picture uh, that we have linked to on AverageJoeShow.com. But that goes back to what I was saying. You know, when our parents were kids, they could look up to Eisenhower and MacArthur and Patton, and, you know, the, the, there were generals that were heroes, and, mm-hmm. you know, in our day, there's, you know, Schwarzkopf and Powell and, you know, you don't have too many. And for a woman to be a four-star general and be at the level of a Norman Schwarzkopf or, a, you know, uh, Colin Powell. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, that's... Uh, and, I mean, that's something, that's something you need to remember because that will be a trivia question sometime is who was the first, you know, uh, who was the first female four-star general? And my response will be, oh, oh, I know this one. I know this one. Oh, I know this one. And, and I'll have no clue. You'll say the name. I'm like, uh, okay. But uh, kudos to, to uh, General Dunwoody for getting a fourth star, which just becoming a general is a feat in itself and actually getting four stars, which there are very few four-star generals that are still active duty out there. So that's a, that's a high honor. Oh, absolutely! Like, uh, well, well, Tommy Franks was a was he a three or four? I want to say he was a th- he, he three. Was, I don't know. I, I think. Well, I think commander of. Yeah, he could have been uh, a four. I don't know. All right, he may well, have been a four. I, I honestly, I don't know. I'm not going to Wikipedia every every general that we could think of. See how many of them are actually four star. But General Franks retired, also, didn't he? Yeah, he retired uh, last. He retired last year, and then Petraeus took over for him. Well, you also got to remember with the with the military, it's it's the pyramid. Of, you know, when one person leaves, they have a spot to fill. There's a certain percentage of the military that are four star generals and three star generals, et cetera, et cetera. So when somebody retires, a spot opens up, and that's how she got hers. She had the opportunity to get that free spot. I don't know who really retired for her to take it, but somehow it worked out and. You know, kudos to her. I guess we should go on. Absolutely. Should go on to another story about an, another woman. You've gone from a five-star general to a zero-star general here. Yeah, uh, it looks like uh, Jessica Simpson got banned from the Country Music Awards, even though she had a country country album on the 
that was released after her, uh, uh, I guess, movie career tanked. Right. So she decided that in, in order to be the media whore that she is, she needed to do something to get her name in lights. So she got shunned at the CMAs. Big deal. Yeah. Well, well no, I think that uh, wasn't there something with uh, what's her name? The, uh, Carrie Underwood. Didn't Carrie Underwood date Tony Romo prior to Jessica doing it? Yes, she did. Wasn't there something there? And now I'm kind of wondering if because she was the host if she was like, you know what? I don't want you know, it could have been Tony Romo's new love interest. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it could have been. She might have had that written to her contract. Here's the deals. You know, if you want me to host, you know, here's a few things I want. I want certain bottled water. I don't want Jessica Simpson within a thousand yards of this building. And yeah, some some of these celebrities sure. and stars they they get stuff written in. You know, if you want Carrie Underwood as your host, and she makes a request like that, oh hell yeah, they're gonna do it. Sure. It, well, I mean, if you look at some of the other people that were there, you know, okay, like Hugh Jackman, uh-huh. um, Reese Witherspoon, uh-huh. Nicole Kidman. What what business do any of them have? I'm not saying that they're not big stars or whatever, but you know, or not saying that they're not country music fans. Right. I don't know one way or another, but my point is. None of those people have a country record on the charts. So why was she banned? And I'm not, and I'm not defending her. It, I'm just kind of wondering how, how the, the country music, uh, you know, who, whoever puts on the, the country music awards, the, I, I don't know who backs them. I, I don't know. Is it like CMT? Go say, um, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But anyway, who, whoever the, the country gods are, yeah, how they can how they can, you know, turn out someone who does have a record on the charts, in in, in lieu of you know a Hugh Jackman, no, granted, or Nicole Kidman or whatever, and it, it just doesn't make sense to me that what? that uh, I should like blackballed. Just because Carrie Underwood was, you know, doing Tony Romo. I honestly think you said it right there at the beginning of the whole thing. Her her celebrity level m- might not be as high as the other ones. In all honesty. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, there is always that possibility of what her celebrity level is. But then at the same time, I mean, she still has. Uh, I don't know. As long as she's not talking or anything, she still looks kind of hot. So if you tell her, okay, you can come in, but you just can't speak. And uh, if anybody asks you a question, you totally ignore it. And, you know, you you don't record any sounds that come out of her body. She's not bad to look at. No. And and she's great on... She she could be an excellent internet celebrity, very similar to um, Cindy Margolis. Right. You know... You know, she runs around and some, you know, gets people to take pictures of her in, in bikinis. Uh-huh. She can make, she can make a living doing that. Right. She's, she's not an ugly chick, but she, she really has no, uh, 
comedic sense of timing. I know. So she can't really be... And she's not that good an actress to be in a dramatic role. No, she's so you not. Have to, you have to figure she's going to be on the, you know, the Dukes of Hazard-type movies and stuff that really rely on, you know, comedy in the first place. Right. And she can't even pull that. So, oh. you know, it's like, okay, let's let's just... I mean, if you look at the picture on Average Joe's show... She's dressed all bummy. But too. Why? Because you can't hear her talk. Exactly. But she she is a sexy woman. She is a sexy woman, which brings us to our last story of the night where that's right, something to do with sex. I found this article earlier from a, a British website called The Daily Dust where they they list their top 10 sexy women over 40 years old. I'm just going to go through the list quickly, and we can uh, break it down a little bit. Uh, number 10 is Elle McPherson at 44. Number 9, Terry Hatcher's 43. Number 8 is Pamela Anderson at 41. Kim Chattrell's 52 years old, number 7. 43-year-old Elizabeth Hurley's number 6. Number 5, Sharon Stone, 50 years old. Michelle Pfeiffer, number four, she's also 50. Number three is Kylie Minogue at 40. Halle Berry, 42 years old, is number two. And their number one is 44-year-old Monica Bellucci. Now, go ahead. You break that down. You tell me what you think of this list. Uh, there's some on the list that I wouldn't, that I wouldn't have uh, counted. Uh, I agree with Elle McPherson. Agreed. Still very good looking. Well, supermodels, uh, you know, that's the thing very, I didn't like. Let's break that down a little bit more. Supermodels are kind of unfair because usually your supermodels over forty are looking pretty good nowadays. Back when they were doing their modeling in the eighties, there. So you know, I, I wish they didn't put supermodels well, yeah, on this list. At, well, uh, they're they're still over. I mean, they still meet all the criteria. Right. Uh, uh, Elle McPherson is forty four. You know, Christy Brinkley's still looking good. Damn straight, she's over fifty. You know, and she. Yeah, Christy Brinkley's older than Elle McPherson. Um, Terry Hatcher, there are times when she is extremely good looking, and there's other times when she looks like a homeless person. She's like that um, episode, of, episode of Seinfeld with the, the lady in the light. She looks good in one light, and she looks horrible in another. Exactly. And, she, and, and I honestly think that Terry Hatcher's the same way. When she was younger, she was hot all the time. But as she's gotten older, if they let her right, she's really hot. And you if can. they don't, she's really not. Um, I agree. I agree 100% Pam on Pam Anderson? Nope. Pam Anderson, I don't, I don't think Pam Anderson's all that. I mean, everybody's gone crazy over um, between her getting her implants in and out and in and out and whatever. Um, she's really not that attractive. I never well, thought she was. And, you know, between the collagen injections and all that yeah. stuff that she has done to her face. Like, when she first started and was doing a... Home Improvement? On, um, home Improvement. Home Improvement. Because she she wasn't going for this super glitzy, big air, you know, big boob, crazy woman. Right. She was, she was attractive, though, in my opinion. But, you know, then she got the big implants and did Baywatch, and I don't think she was... No, she's not. Uh, Kim Cattrall. Mo- moving on to Kim, she's she's very very hot, especially for fifty two. She looked better a couple um, years ago when she was doing Sex in the City. She was hotter. It seems like now she's starting to show her age a little bit. I mean, but 
she's still not bad looking. Oh, hell no. No, she's not. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. I always thought Elizabeth Hurley was grossly underrated uh, on on a hot scale. Um, she's done some great, some really good movies. What was that that one she did with uh, Brendan Fraser? You had to bring she that up. Devil. She Devil or no or Bedeviled Bedeviled no, something. Like... Bedeviled that was Bedeviled it. Bedeviled yeah that was yeah she's very talented she was really good. At... She's extremely talented, and she's extremely funny. And if you give her, I mean, well, of course, she was in Austin Powers. Right. Uh, she has a, a great comedic sense, and I really enjoy funny women who are good looking. And I and think she hits fits the bill. I think she's more she's better looking now than she was ten years ago. To be honest with you. Yeah, because I, it's I was like she accepts who she is. I wasn't really attracted to her like 10 years ago, but it seemed like within the last four or five years, it's just like, wow. All yeah, right. She's aged very well. All right, next one, Sharon Stone. Um, Sharon Stone, this picture does, isn't right. Um, that, that's an, an older picture. Right. Because I've seen a picture of her about uh, two or three months ago where she just looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, I agree. Um. I don't know if she's trying to work out, if she's trying to get some, or if she's had some kind of, you know, botched plastic surgery or what the deal is, but she's nowhere near what she was at one time. No. Nope. Um, and like I said, and everybody can see these pictures on every show show. She's just not, that picture is, is wrong because she looks absolutely nothing like that anymore. Agreed. I, I would remove her. And you know who I, I would put in her place? For being an older older girl that doesn't look bad, who will be Sally Field? Sally, Sally Field. Field, she's held up great. She's in her sixties. Yeah. Exactly, and and I just saw a commercial before with her on it for mm-hmm. um, osteoporosis or whatever. Right, and she still looks good. Oh yeah, I would throw I would throw I'd throw Sharon Stone out and replace her with uh, Sally Field in a heartbeat. Um, okay. Michelle Pfeiffer. I haven't seen any pictures of her lately. I think she's getting a little old. It's almost. Well, she's fifty. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I mean, go I ahead. I just haven't seen anything with her lately. You know, everything I've seen with her, she's. Uh, excuse me. She's. Um, the last thing I've seen her in was Batman. That's been a while. You know, and if you think back. Yeah, it's been a while, so I really can't comment on her. I haven't seen her lately. Right. Uh, Kylie Minogue, uh, she had breast cancer, and then after the breast cancer, she, she was, there was a lot more pictures taken, and she's still looking good. Kylie Minogue doesn't look bad at all. And she's the youngest um, one here with 40 years old, too. Yes. She, she doesn't look bad at all. She, she's a little odd, but uh-huh. she, she doesn't look bad. Uh, Haley Berry, what else are you going to say? I mean, She's, Haley Berry is hot. I, I didn't like her many years um, ago. I went, uh, what was that film? Executive Decision, I think it was. The one with, uh, well, I say uh, Steven Seagal, but it wasn't Steven Seagal because he got killed right early in the film. Kurt Russell? Yes. Yeah, that's the yeah, film where she played the. Executive Decision. Yeah, I didn't like her in that film. That was like one of the earlier films that I remember, and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but uh, her. Her latest, well, she was awesome in Swordfish. Um, 
She's done some really good films. And for those out there who don't know Swordfish, she gets topless, which is very impressive. Um, But then she also did the X-Men stuff, uh, and I thought she did really well in that. Right. Storm. Um, But Halle Berry always gets the thumbs up. Uh, And this Monica Bellucci. uh, Seeing the picture here, she doesn't look bad. I I, I really don't know who she is. I can't... Exactly. I can't say I've ever heard of her. She could be some lady that they picked up on the street and said, okay, well, we just need somebody to fill number one. Um, but other than that, um, do you have any other names? You know, I was sitting here as you're going through this list with me, and I, I agree with you about 99% of the way with this list, but I'm trying to think of who else you could put on this list. Um, you know, it's it looks like they covered well, the re- gambit. I was reading through some of the ones at the the, the comments down there, uh-huh. and one that, that they said that I didn't think of, but Mary Louise Parker. Uh, uh she didn't do anything for me. No, she doesn't do anything for me. She's when back when she was on the West Wing, she was hot, and she she she's sexy in a different kind of way. You know, it, it's just it's not. Drop dead gorgeous, you know, Halle Berry, sexy. Right. She, she's sexy in her own right. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm still going through. Oh, there's one, Shania Twain. Shania Twain is. I, I thought Shania Twain is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. What well, you know, she didn't make the list, and she's over forty. I know. I can't believe she's over. I, I think she is. She's either she's very close or she's just like forty forty one. I don't know. Catherine uh, Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones is in forty. I mean, I see these people on here. Selma Hayek. Oh, no, she, she's only third. Thirty eight, thirty seven. Selma Hayek forty two. Yeah, Selma Hayek. No, yes, forty two. Yes, Selma Hayek. Yes, definitely. Uh, Lucy Liu. Uh, she doesn't do anything for me. How about Demi Moore? Uh, Demi Moore, pre Ashton Kutcher, yes. When she did that, what was that yeah. film she did? Um, she did one film with uh, Michael Douglas. She was like his boss. Oh, yeah. I want to say disclosure. Yeah. I want to say disclosure, but I don't think that. I don't know if that was what it was called. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think it was where she she's sexually harassing him. Yes. And, that, uh, I like that. And then he filed suit against. Yeah, she was really good then. And it was on uh, G.I. Jane. Yeah, it was on the answer machine. That's when how they caught did, him. Yeah. When she did G.I. Jane and shaved her head, she was the hottest ball chick I ever saw. Whereas when Brittany shaved her head, she looked crazy. Demi Moore just looked hot. Oh, yeah, definitely. But be that as it may. Uh, what about Lucy Liu? She doesn't do anything for me. I never really found her attractive. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm scared. Like you said, Emily I'm scared. Crocker? I have no clue who that Emily is. Crocker? Who is that? She's on. Um, she's the blonde girl on uh, CSI Miami. She was the Republican um, lawyer on the West Wing. She's she's fairly she's she's pretty okay. hard. I just don't know how old she is. I think I know you talking put about. Her on the li- yeah, somebody put her on the list. I'm not quite sure how old she is, if she fits the 40 year old list. But 
She's hot. Oh, there's there's one that, that nobody mentioned. Sarah Palin. Yeah, you're right. She's in her forties. No, I put her on forties. She's a celebrity. She make she hits all the uh, she hits all the criteria. I agree. We better get off these subjects and get the hell out of here for the night. That's our last story. We could sit here and talk about top text top ten sexiest women, and we'd have a list of about a thousand before the night's over with. But um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't want this show to run too long. We don't want another hour and a half show here. Want to thank Ward Miller for be- <laughs> <laughs> you know how that is. I want to thank Ward Miller for being here tonight. Of course, you can always check out Ward's other podcasts. It's a video podcast at restaurantfoodfast.com where they do uh, it's a cooking show and thank goodness Ward's not the actual cook on the show. His friend Chuck is Ward's more of the sidekick and I guess the comedic relief is that what you'd like to call yourself? Yeah, that that's what I'm going for is the comedic relief. Uh He's the average uh, Joe. You're essentially you're essentially the average Joe on the show where you ask all the questions that somebody like me or any other viewer would actually have when the show's going on. Yeah, um normally you don't see a whole lot of uh uh guys who can cook as well as Chuck. Right. You know, normally you know, but he he is a very good cook. So that's when, one time that I'm out of my element because usually I have an opinion on everything. That's why I'm doing this show. Right. I have an opinion. I have opinions, and they are deep. And on there, I have to take a backseat to my opinions, and I actually learn stuff. And it's really cool to, to go in. And last week we did a show on um, chili, and we learned how to, how to make chili and um, – chili and Greek salad and uh-huh. it's really cool when you understand because he ex- he went into a big explanation on uh, what makes chili better the second day huh. and there's actually there's actually a term for it and I can't remember what it is but I thought hey that's pretty cool you know because I always knew right if I, you know if, if my wife cooked chili that it was always better the second day well, I never course, knew that there was actually a word for it and, or a reason for it. I just thought, you know, that's just my perception. Well, everyone's everyone's going to have to. I'm sorry, everyone's going to have to definitely go to average uh, average. Uh, everyone's going to have to go to restaurantfoodfast.com and check that episode out. It'll be up Sunday morning about ten o'clock Eastern time. Is that what time to put it up? So make sure you check it out so you can find out what that word is and why why chili is better the second day. And I know that goes for stew too because our stew always tastes better the second day around here. Yep. Um, they've got feeds for everything imaginable from Zooms to iPods to podcatchers of every way, shape, and form on there. So go to the site. I watch it every week. I was telling Ward before we started the show that I can't wait for the new episode. I watch it every Monday morning when I'm at work. Instead of doing work, I actually watch his show. Um, make sure you check my site out, com for my little blogs, my thoughts, my whatever I talk about, whatever I feel like talking about. I usually do about five days a week on there. Uh, of course, little check pearls out pearls of wisdom. Yeah, little 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 pearl necklaces of wisdom, as I so like to call it uh, now. Of of course, you had to go there. <laughs> um, make sure you come to this website, averagejoeshow dot com. Uh, there, you can get all our past episodes, uh, get show notes, links to everything we do. Send us email, talk at averagejoeshow.com. We read all the email we get. We'll reply to everything we can. You can leave comments about the show there, good, bad, and different. I read them all. I will respond to anything and everything if I have the time to. But I promise you they will be read. 
Um, so make sure you check out the site, averagejoeshow.com. Um, like I said, thank, thank and Ward for being here. Check out his site, restaurantfoodfast.com. Every Sunday, new episode. Learn something new. Cook something new. Have fun with it. CoreyShirt.com from me. I want to thank you all for coming to our show tonight, listening to us, downloading it, spending a little of your bandwidth cap. And until next week, we hope you have a good one. Until then, good night. Bye.